0: Drive Time on RTÉ Radio 1, sponsored by Zurich. When investment performance matters, make sure your savings are with Zurich. Visit zurich.ie to find out more. Drive Time on RTÉ Radio 1, sponsored by Zurich. Investing can be for everyone with a provider you can trust. Talk to a financial broker about Zurich Investments. Tweet at DriveTimeRTÉ The Jesuit Order in Ireland has received 93 complaints of sexual, physical and emotional abuse of boys by the former priest in... Teacher Joseph Marmion, who named it, uh, who it named as a child abuser two years ago. In March 2021, the Society of Jesus asked victims of Marmion to engage with the order and a restorative justice programme was established. For some reaction now to the report published this afternoon, we're joined by CEO of One and Four, Maeve Lewis. And Maeve, you're welcome. Um, can you tell me what is your reaction to this report published this afternoon?
1: Thank you, Sarah. Well, Sarah, I mean, this is a very, very distressing report um, and I suppose it is the same familiar dismal litany of failures by a religious congregation, the Jesuits in this case, um, to act effectively uh, when allegations came to light, uh, placing other children at risk. I mean, the the case of Joseph Marmion has been well known for the last Mm. two years, but this report also names two other deceased Jesuits, Paul Andrews and Dermot Casey, against whom there have also been numerous allegations. And, you know, a lot of it is quite shocking. For example, at one stage, Paul Andrews, who was director of St. Eklund Special School, was investigating allegations against Dermot Casey. Um, The other thing is that the Gardaí did investigate Paul Andrews, but the DPP decided not to prosecute. And I think it's really important that people understand if the DPP decides not to prosecute, that is not a declaration of innocence. It simply means there isn't enough evidence to get a conviction in in a criminal court. So Paul Andrews was allowed to continue for several years after very serious allegations had been made against him. Having said all that, I really do want to commend the Jesuits in how they um, are handling this. I mean, they are utterly transparent in listing the failures that were made back in the 80s, 90s, into the noughties, um, and are very contrite about the way in which allegations were handled and other children uh, put at risk, I suppose, and unlike some of other congregations, uh, the way they are dealing with survivors is also to be commended. I mean, they're putting in place uh, support structures, compensation, and by naming Paul Andrews and Dermot Casey, they're explicitly saying they want other people, other men who may have been abused um, as pupils of the Jesuits to come forward, as -hmm. happened in the case of um, Joseph Marmion.
0: So at this point, do you think there's anything more that can be done by the Jesuits or uh, do you think there's anything that can be done by the Gardi with the information they've received?
1: Well, all three men named um, are now deceased. So, you know, there, it, it would not poss- be possible uh, to for, for the Gardi to investigate and for a criminal uh, prosecution to be brought. Um, what is really important now is that all the boys who were abused um as pupils of the Jesuits in the various Jesuit schools, um, are encouraged to reach out and get the support they need. I mean, I think this I mean this report is quite distressing because it's very clear that, you know, sufficient Um, care was not taken to ensure that even when the allegations had emerged and when um, it was clear that, for example, the Jesuits believed the allegations in the case of Paul Andrews, sufficient supervision wasn't put in place. Paul Andrews was a child psychologist as well as director of uh, St. Declan Special School. And he was continuing to see children, as a psychotherapist, as a psychologist, long after the allegations had emerged. So, which gave him access to very, very vulnerable children indeed. So, you know, I think at this stage, as I said, the Jesuits are genuinely, I think, trying to put in place the supports that people need. But of course, some survivors of abuse within a religious congregation do not want to contact that congregation. Yes, and so that's what I was going to ask you, Maeve, people, Um yeah?
0: because there is an email for the Jesuits if people do want to contact them, that's safeguarding at jesuit.ie. But as you say, some people may not feel that that's the route they want to go. So what other routes are available to people who might be affected?
1: Well, I would encourage people to contact one in four's advocacy service. Um, I also know that the Jesuits are willing to pay for psychotherapy with independent practitioners. Um, And indeed, the various network of rape crisis centres would be available if people are spread around the country. You know, there is, you know, the, the impact of sexual abuse, Sarah, often continues right throughout a person's life and has you know, a very negative effect on their relationships, on their professions, on, on every aspect of their life. But there is good expert help available. So okay. I would really encourage people to, and it's difficult to, to, to make that call, but I'd really encourage people to make that call and get the support they need.
0: Maeve Lewis, CEO of One and Four. Thank you very much.